Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian, and I'm joined by my guest today, Martin of Daddy Rolled a One. Welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. I, I roll a lot of ones, it seems, when we're playing, especially on Wednesday nights when I'm in my, my, my Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea campaign. I feel I'm the king of ones. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... It was just a, a joke like I, you know, I uh, I got into the old school blogosphere back in like the, you know, 2008, 2009. And I, I was inspired to, to, to start my own blog. And it was actually a friend's idea. He's like, you should call it Daddy Roll the One because my daughter had just been born at that time. So, uh, <laughs> and I thought, hey, that's actually pretty funny. So, um, yeah. And uh, I like craft cocktails. So I created the logo <laughs> on my blog with the the martini glass with the D20 with the, the skewer through it, which I thought was pretty funny. So. <laughs> Now, you play with your daughter. Yeah, I run a, a game uh, for her. We started um, in October of 2020, in the middle of all the lockdowns. We, uh, you know, she's an only child, was getting very stir crazy. And I had <laughs> wanted to play D&D with her for a while. I've been playing since like 81. And uh, it, that be, it basically became a way we had a few families in our bubble, all of them had, you know, basically uh, kids who, who were, you know, mostly only children as well. And we had kept a, a bubble with them so that our daughters could try to have a little bit of contact always outdoors, you know, masked mm -hmm. and all that. And um, that's how this that was the impetus to start this was essentially um, giving them an excuse to get together and uh, we still play we play like uh, roughly once a month. Yeah, I, I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of envious. <laughs> <laughs> I got my son to the table some years ago, and he wanted nothing to do with it. And my daughter for about two years was into it. She'd roll up characters and she'd come to play and she'd come up with stuff. But yeah, the last few years, they're, they're, she's in high school. He's He just graduated high school. They have well, nothing to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, and I think that that makes sense. You know, my uh, my daughter just turned thirteen like last week, so um, and she was the one of the youngest of the group. So they're all kind of in that twelve to thirteen age range, age range, um, where they're not quite old enough to kind of go off and do their own thing because they don't have a means <laughs> of getting there. So I think, you know, quite honestly, I think most of the the kids look look at the game as as an excuse to hang out. And that's what they use it for. And we play. I mean, we definitely play. I, you know, I'm taking them through Keep on the Borderlands, actually. Oh, sweet. Blast. Yeah. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. But, you know, I think that if we scheduled the day and showed up and didn't play and they still got to hang out, they would totally be fine with that. So, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I wouldn't be. I mean, I enjoy it. I like coming up with, with you know, stuff for them and giving them challenges and things like that. So Well, I, I that sounds like some of our games from our group. They're definitely nice. We're like, oh, no, not enough people showed up. So we just end up starting the fire and hanging out. So right. You know, a few drinks. Yeah, you know, no, totally. So <laughs> I try to do it like a, basically, uh, you know, we get together. It's roughly a three to four hour time block that we play. Uh, I give them breaks. Um, we've only had one game where we didn't have a break, and it was the last one that we played. Two of so I had a total of six players. It was um, five girls and and um, and then one dad. It's one of one of the girls' dads. He wanted to play, and I opened it up to the parents. And I would have been happy if any other parents wanted to play, but but he chose. But um, anyway, two of of the players they were sisters. Their family moved. Um, and they decided that they didn't want to continue. I offered that we could you know do it online like we're doing now. And uh, they said, no, they really liked the in-person. So they moved. And that was the only session we had when we didn't have a break. But um, 
otherwise, you know, no phones out. I'd make them put their phones and turn them off and put them in the middle of the table. Their families all know that their phones aren't on. So if they need to get in mm. touch with them, they got to call me. And um, so I do give them breaks, you know, to use their phone every once in a while. And then afterwards, after every game, we have a big potluck dinner. All the parents come and we, uh, like you said, put the fire on and sit outside and chit chat. <laughs> and and uh, the parents get some time and the kids get time together, too. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great time. So I'm curious, how is it, how would you say there's a big difference between DMing, was that, that's not even teens, these are, was this tweens, is that yeah. the official, and, and, and a normal, or I mean, I shouldn't say normal, that's terrible to say, an older group. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't approach it any differently. Um, I toned down some of the violence. I mean, one of the things that I did ask them straight out was, you know, how comfortable were, were they with you know, different descriptions of different things. And, and um, I asked them very specifically, is there anything that's just off the table that you don't want to discuss? And um, the reason I asked that is my daughter has a huge fear of, of spiders. She just cannot stand spiders. And so I asked her, would you be okay if there's like giant spiders in the game? And she said, as long as they're giant, like, you know, not real, she's fine. <laughs> she didn't want other spiders. One uh, player, no clowns. She was just adamant. There's not gonna be any clowns in the game. Uh, and another one was very specific. She said she did not want to be in a scenario where she could be bitten by a shark. Very, oh, very specific. And I actually that is very to, specific. Yeah, I talked to her mom Jaws? about it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, you know, I was, I, was, I was like, hey, your daughter said this, is that? And she's like, yep, she's been like that since she was a kid. It's a real huh. thing for her. So. Um, so, but other than that, I mean, uh, I, I'm, so I'm using the old 1981 Moldvay basic rules that I grew up with. I'm not using 5e. Uh, they don't even know what 5e, I mean, I've explained it to them. They know that they're not playing the current version, but they've not really been incentivated to like ask about it. It's just mm -hmm. not something that interests them. They're there to just hang out and play. And um, so I, I showed them like I have my old box set. It's it's in the shelves back here. But, uh, <laughs> I uh, I brought my box set the first time. And now I use old school essentials because I don't want to get my box all set all beaten up. And I've brought the five e books and I've said like here's how it looks different, but like I'm doing it this way. And um and then that's it. And basically uh, none of them have even read the rules. So <laughs> I think that's different for adults. Like when I when I'm a player, uh, I want to read the rules. I want to know what's going on. Uh, they're very much like, um, which I actually like this approach. Um, they just say, can I do this? And they're, they're never looking at their character sheet because, you know, BX, there's hardly anything on there anyway, right? So yeah. it's very, very trimmed down. So they just say, hey, can I do this? And I'll say, yeah, that sounds reasonable. You know, yes, you, yes, it works. Or yes, but you need to roll. Or I'll say yes, but you need to roll. And if you fail, there's going to be a consequence. And I let them know that up front and then they can make the decision. And that's, that's how we kind of play. So. I'll be honest, like I didn't grow up doing BX. We were we were not babies. We wanted to do advanced. <laughs> yep. We were big kids. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know, like I had friends teach me at school and they had BX. And then shortly that so this is like you know, late 81, early 82. And then shortly right after that, we discovered advanced. And you know, back then. And I think a lot of people had this confusion. I thought, well, you start with basic and then and then you move to advanced, not start with basic and move to expert expert because we hadn't even heard of the expert, right? Yeah. So we 
basically played a D&D, but using the BX chassis. Like, so the rules were, we weren't using the right rules. Well, that's the thing too, back then, like a lot of times just a D&D module or whatever, we were always interchanging, especially when we, I, so I didn't start playing until the late eighties. Okay. And I didn't play D&D until the nineties. I started with science fiction games and superhero oh. games. Oh, cool. So when I started playing D&D, like we had, D and D, like O D and D, whatever you want to call it, basic type stuff, thrown in there with A D and D, thrown in there a second edition. There was nobody making any kind of like differentiation between the editions. It was just all thrown in together for our yeah. table. <laughs> I think that's how most people played. I mean, I know there's some one e purists and stuff out there, and that's great. Um, but yeah, we like you said, we mixed and matched. We bought a module. We didn't care if it was basic, expert, or advanced. It just we yeah. just ran. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. There was not like. At a point, I realized that there was like, I guess we called it a, a OD&D or original D&D mm -hmm. back then or something like that because yeah. it wasn't yeah. the advanced. So we assumed it was, you know, right, I didn't right. understand that that there was like the different Molve, um, and then what well, was Holmes and, and all Holmes the different and, and Mercer, Yeah, Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew about them mostly through um because I so you know not too long after I started playing uh, my grandma gave me a subscription to Dragon magazine. Mm. And so that's where you know I'd see all these yeah. ads and then I'd see these articles and they would specifically point out this this article is for basic or you know whatever and this one's for event and then that's how I kind of started to get a handle on the different editions but that wasn't until after a few years after we started so Yeah no doubt. Now you've been blogging about this correct on your uh, on your site yes yes so uh basically after each session i'm a few sessions behind but after each session i have uh i put up a recap of the session and what i started doing after about like the first three or four sessions was um i actually asked the players if they would write the recaps uh in the voice like of their character oh that's and cool. so uh yeah so and it's round robin they each take turns and it's really fun because you get to see like what they focus on so, um, you know, as an example, like, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Dungeon Craft, the, there's a YouTube channel called Dungeon Craft, and I, I kind of used his model for this running uh, on the borderlands. So there's not a cleric where they can get healing, there's a barber surgeon, right? Oh, I like that. So, so when, um, when they visit, when my daughter, when her character, when she had her character write the recap, she specifically went on and on about going to the barber surgeon because she wanted a new haircut. And that was like, you know, a whole paragraph in her recap was about how her character got this haircut at the barber surgeon. <laughs> and then another one that just that recently wrote hers, uh, I had mentioned that there was a parade in town, there was a wedding coming up and there was a parade and all, there was all this stuff and there was acrobats and blah, blah, blah. And she really focused on how boring the parade was. And she would just want to, <laughs> and it, was, it was, it's just so funny to read like them put these little bits into theirs because they're trying to like add to their character. So yeah, that's been a lot of fun. When you're, when you've like, I've played with a lot of different groups with a lot of different play styles and a lot of different players and GMs with different styles. Yeah. I mean, would you say that there's, what's the approach of someone that's younger compared uh, when they're, when they're, when their goals and ambitions with their characters and what's going on in the game? I'm just curious if you've not made any observations. Along those yeah, lines. for sure. So um, they're, they're super, um, they're really into their pets. That's, that was like right out the gate. It's oh, like, yes. They're very much like, you know, one of them, like before, so it's the, it's the player whose dad also plays. He took her, we have a game shop just up the street here. So he took her to the game shop and she bought a figure before we'd even made characters or anything. Mm -hmm. 
and the little minifigure that she bought had like a wolf with it. And she said, can I have, can I have this character with this wolf? And, you know, originally I would have, I wanted to say, no, you can't have like a, but I was like, you know what? Yeah. Who cares? So you can have a wolf, <laughs> but I said, but it's a pup. You don't have a full grown wolf. You're going to have a pup and it will grow as your character levels up. And she was totally fine with that. And then, um, and then, so then another person says, well, I want one too. So then she has one. And then my daughter was, <laughs> Um, we were watching The Mandalorian at the time, and, oh, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> and she wanted, she very specifically wanted a, a baby Yoda, like a oh, Grogu. I uh, do too. She, like, yeah, <laughs> of course, too. who wouldn't want that? And, uh, but she wanted one, like, and the little floating thing came around, and I was like, okay, that's, that's a little beyond the, the scope of what we're doing here, but let's figure this out. And so that turned into, she carries a turtle in her backpack when her character goes <laughs> adventuring. And um, so, but because of that, what I've done is um, uh, she's playing an elf uh, and you know BX elf is racist class, right? So it's, yes. um, I've given the characters, each of the elves, uh, just to kind of give them a little something to do because they're taking so much longer to level than everybody else because you know the X. Oh yeah, I've played uh, that, I've played that BX <laughs> elf. It does take a while. Yeah, it everybody's takes a while. at level five, I'm still at level one. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I've given them a few little bumps just to kind of like give them something to do when the other characters level. And so one of the things I did was allow my daughter to be able to talk to her turtle. Ah. Uh, and so it's just like that's a little thing that she does but then it's fun for me because then I get to role play the turtle and then I get to like you know have I can deliver exposition that way if I need to rather than handing them something to read I can do that through through the turtle um so they're really into that um they're really into shopping so you know like I, I've said we can hand wave the shopping you just go through the book and write down she go, no we want to go talk to the guy and I was like, okay so let's go do that and um they uh, very much are into um, running away. They hate <laughs> combat, which that's very old school anyway. And I, I think it's I, really I, funny. <laughs> this would be a fun game to run, uh, to be honest. Yeah. A lot no, of it, playing the shopkeeper and being quirky. Little, it, yeah, I think you can have totally a fun time it. with this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's great. It's like, you know, and then, um, you know, the the one of the first sessions that we had, they it was pretty intense. I was trying to get them into the game. And so... There was a town that was attacked by these guys and there was a fight that broke out and there was no way they were going to win and they realized that so they ran and it was a little you know it was a little intense and i could see like they were getting a little anxious so by the time they got to the keep they went to this tavern and i like went way over the top with how gregarious and open this this barkeep <laughs> was and i just made him like this big jolly goofy guy and they love him and so like every time they're in town, they're like, we got to go talk to the guy. And then they're always like, they way over tip, like with because they just, they don't know what to do with their gold. So they're just always like giving it to the shopkeep. And it's a, uh, that's been fun. Cause that's, that's, it's, that's a time for um, them to kind of have that little bit of like, uh, you know, come down from, from, you know, fighting goblins or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what I've noticed that I tend to have certain characters as a DM that get played that my my players tend to love more than others. But I try to be very uh, I'm trying to be uh, I try not to overdo it. So they only come out every now and then when they do, they seem to do go over well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's you no, know, it's the keep. So there's just there's so many different characters in there. And I've been even, you know, and of course, over time, I've invented more than I've needed. And sometimes I have trouble remembering which voice I was using. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened. Yeah. That's yeah. happened. Uh, well, we're coming about on time. Could you tell the listeners where they can find your blog and find you online? 
Absolutely. So um, everything is Daddy Roll the One. So you can find me on Twitter at Daddy Roll the One. I have a Facebook, Daddy Roll the One. Instagram is Daddy Roll the One. Blog is where I put like obviously most of my long form content. Uh, the main things I'm known for on my blog, uh, other than you know the 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 stuff with my daughter's game, um, I wrote this whole series uh, last year called Weird Character Ideas, where um, it and it's system agnostic. It's taking you know each character class and just putting a twist on it. So that's on there, and that's eventually all going to be put into a book. And then um, I did a series of subclasses for BX classes that was based on something Dyson Logos had done a while ago, and I just kind of took it and ran with it. And so I have subclasses for different genres. So I have like city or naval, but I also have like Slavic folklore and Norse mythology subclasses all through BX. And I'm working on writing a book on those right now to put them into uh, basically go on a Kickstarter or something like that. Yeah, that's where you can find me. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been great talking with you. It's been great talking with you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so no, much. No doubt. No doubt. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wildlies and Wizards. Wildliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. We can really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wildlies and Wizards. Keep us going. And as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>